Thanks a lot for checking out the Church on the Rock message this week. We would love to help you get closer to God. The best way to do that is to visit cotr.org connect. Or if you are not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. So we're going to talk about the benefits of powerful praise. The benefits of powerful praise. And for the next few Wednesday nights, on Wednesday night only, we're going to talk about praise and worship, okay? But we're going to begin with praise, the benefits of powerful praise. You say, Pastor, why would you teach on that? Because I know that some of us here tonight are desperate, in a desperate situation. I know some of us need to hear from God, and you need to hear from God yesterday. I know some of you need to make a decision you need to, you're in the fork uh, road, a fork on the road, and you need to know which way to go and what to do. Some of you are on the edge, and you need to hear from God. So I'm going to show you how to do that tonight. I'm going to show you how to hear from God. I'm going to show you how to get to breakthrough. I'm going to show you how to get closer to God. Uh, here's what I know, serving God for a long time, that my answer is in Him. And if I can get closer to Him, well, I get closer to my breakthrough. I get closer to my turnaround. So the big idea, I'd like to give you a big idea if you forget everything else. The big idea is I can't get any nearer to God or closer to God without praising him. I cannot get any nearer to God or closer to God until I praise him. So I've got to learn how. I've got to develop the skill. I've got to develop the skill of learning how to be an expert in giving praise unto God. Because without praising him, I can't get closer to him. That's why we say, you know, from the front to the back, engage in all of our services. Because, you know, I've been there, done that, grew up in the church. I told you, when I was a teenager, my dad was a deacon, mom was a Sunday school uh, teacher, superintendent and teacher. Grew up in the church, but when I was a teenager, I was interested in girls, cars, and motorcycles. In that order, Okay. And so I got nothing out of church. I got diddly squat out of church, and I had to be there. Every time the doors were open, my dad was a deacon. But I got nothing. Why? I wasn't engaging. I wasn't entering in and praise and worship. You see, so for me to get closer to God, it doesn't happen just automatically. I have to take the initiative. There are things that I have to do. He said, draw near unto him, and then he'll draw near unto you. Did you hear that? So who does the first? Us. Who makes the first movement? Us. We initiate it. I can have as much of God. You can have as much of God as you want, right? So if I draw near to him, then he'll draw near to me. I can't get any nearer to God if I refuse to praise him. So through praise, I get closer to God. So are you ready? Okay. So let's just go through this. I hope our presenter is ready. Keep up with me. Okay, I now know who I am, <laughs> Pastor David Blunt. I thank you. God is for me. Amen. Okay, the benefits of powerful praise. Okay, let's look at the definition of praise. In the dictionary, it's to glorify one's attributes. It's to glorify one's attributes. So when we're praising God, we're praising him, his attributes, right? We're praising him for what he's done. 
what he's doing and what he's going to do. Okay? So it means to glorify one's attributes, to express one's devotion, and to show thankfulness and gratitude. So when we're praising God, you know, we're connecting to him, devotion. We're acknowledging our relationship with him. When we're praising God, we're showing him our gratitude and our thankfulness. Amen. And we're focusing on his attributes. That's the definition of praise. So I I can't just go to church and never engage and expect to get something out of it. Isn't it fascinating? You've heard this too. Been here 40 years. Two people in this auditorium years ago, one will walk out and say, Pastor, I used to shake hands at the door out there all the time. They'll say, Pastor, man, what an awesome service today. God talked to me. I got healed. I got this. And then I heard from another person, you know, I really didn't get anything out of church today. Well, what was the difference? Same message, same pews, same room, same worship, the condition of one's heart, the condition of one's heart. So if I'm going to get anything out of church, I've got to engage. I've got to enter in through praise and through worship. So let's look at it. Psalm 107, verse 8. Oh, that men and women would give thanks. And that's another word for praise. We're giving God thanks. Oh, that men and women would give thanks to the Lord. So what do I thank him for? What do I praise him for? Right here, his goodness. Praise him for his goodness. I remember Lester Summerall, who's now in heaven. Dr. Summerall used to come here every year and speak on this platform. A legend mentored by Smith Wigglesworth, the famous miracle in Manila when he cast that demon out of that girl and reached Manila and raised up a church of 20,000 members in Manila, Lester Summerall. Came back to the Chicago area, built a church that's still going on today. We still support his ministry every month through Feed the Hungry, every month. Have never stopped for decades. Through your missions, that's one of the missionaries you're giving to. Whenever I was around Dr. Summerall, he was always saying this under his breath, God is good. God is good. I mean, we'd be walking together under his breath. He'd say, God is good. You know what? That impacted me. I've never forgotten that. That over and over, he'd just declare the goodness of the Lord. Can I do a side, a rabbit trail for a second? I'm going to anyway. Can I do it? Is, remember in Second Chronicles 2020 with Jehoshaphat, he was surrounded by the enemy, and he didn't know what to do. It was desperate. And so what did he do? He fasted and he prayed, and God said, send the praisers out first, right? Send the, see, if you're desperate tonight, send praise out first. If you're in a desperate, I need to hear from God. I need an answer. I need to turn around. I need a breakthrough. Praise can give that for you. And then what were they saying? What were the praisers saying? Praise ye the Lord, for he is good. When you're praising God for his goodness, it releases breakthrough power. When you're praising God for his goodness, you're releasing breakthrough power. Oh, that men and women would give thanks or praise to the Lord. What for? Why should I praise him? I don't know why. For his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. But you're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're God's special people. And what are we to do? Proclaim. You all see it on the the screen? We're to proclaim the praises of God 
who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What are we called to do? Proclaim the praises of God. All of us, every one of us, born-again believers, were to proclaim the praises of God. What do I praise him for, Pastor? I'm not religious. I, I, I don't want to be religious. You praise him for his goodness to you, okay? Psalm 150, verse 6. Uh, who's to praise the Lord? Is it just preachers or the singers or the worship team? No, put your hand in front of your mouth right now. Would you do that for me? If you feel anything, it's called breath. Then you're called to praise him. <laughs> Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So uh, who is to praise him? All of us as children of the Most High God. We're called to praise and give praise and thanksgiving to him. Psalm 145, verse 1, 2, and 3. I will, so it's an act of our will, I will extol you, my God, O King. I will bless your name. His name is his attributes forever and forever. Every day, how often? Every day I will bless you, and every day I will praise your name forever and ever. So who is to praise him? We are. When are we to praise him? Not just on Sunday or Wednesday. Every day. Who is to praise him? We are. When are we to praise him? Every day. It's to be a lifestyle. What do we praise him for? His goodness. What will that do? Release breakthrough power. It'll release breakthrough power. All right? Then it says in verse 3, great is the Lord. Oh, here's another clue. I'm not only going to praise you, God, for your goodness to me, but I'm going to praise you for your greatness. Two words, letter G. I'm going to praise you for your goodness, and I'm going to praise you for your greatness. It's unsearchable. Psalm 95, verse 1, 2, and 3. Y'all still with me? Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with praise and thanksgiving. So I can't get nearer to God without praising him. I can't get closer to God without praising him. So if I feel like there's a block or there's a wall, praise can bring that down. Praise can eliminate those limitations and those restraints the devil lies to us about, how we can't get closer to God, that God doesn't love us, that God's not for us, that God's against us. Rebuke those lies of the devil, and you can get in his presence. So notice that I get in his presence through praise. Why should I praise him? I should praise him because I want to get closer to him. I want to get in his presence. I want to feel his presence. I want to sense his presence because in his presence is joy. So praise and joy is connected together. So I get into his presence. So when I come to church, if I want to get in his presence and get something out of it, I've got to engage. I've got to be a part of the worship team, not just the group on the platform. I've got to praise him. Who praises him? We're all called to show forth the praise. When? Every day. Why? Goodness and greatness. What's going to happen? Anointing. Anointing, fall on me. Well, that's a good song. Okay, so notice that we come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with the Psalms. I like that. Verse 3, for the Lord is a great God and the great king 
above all gods. Now, we'll get into this further, but we don't have it tonight. But you go to verse 4, 5, and 6, and it goes from here, praising to worshiping to being still before the Lord. That's the formula. Is you start off with praise, and then you enter into worship, and then you get quiet, and then God moves in your life. Oh, that's, that's the key right there. I'm giving you a prescription for health, spiritual health. Psalm 113, verse 3. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name. So when should I praise him? Every day. Notice throughout the day. It says, from the rising of the sun, so that would be a good thing to start in the morning, the day with, right? Before my coffee, before emails, before text message, before, you know, any Facebook, before any of that, would be a good way to start the day is praise. Be a good way to end the day, be praise. From the rising of the sun to its going down. So I can start my day and end my day by praising the Lord. For the Lord's name, that's his attributes, is to be praised. So I praise him for his goodness. I praise him for his greatness. I praise him for who he is. He's the great king. He's the great God. And there's no one else like him. Okay? So I praise him for his goodness. I praise him for his greatness and the benefits. I want to give you seven benefits. Can we do that? Number one, it draws me. And that's the answer tonight for your marriage, for your children, for your parenting, for your health, for your job, for the right mate, for the right school, is getting closer to him. Getting closer to him. So praise draws me closer to God. Number two, praising God changes me. The Bible says praise is calmly. It's good to our countenance. It changes me. Why should I praise him? Because every time I enter in through praise and worship, I leave better. I leave different. I'm not the same. I calm down. I cool off. My perspective changes. Come on, somebody. So the benefits of powerful praise, uh, number one, what was it I forgot already? Draws me closer to God. Number two, it changes me. Number three, it changes my circumstances. It changes my circumstances. Paul and Silas in prison in the midnight hour. Some of you are in the midnight hour. You feel like you're in a cell, not a literal cell, but, you know, so to speak, kind of locked in. What did they do? They began to sing and give praises unto God. And what happened? God did a miracle. The jail doors opened. Angel came to deliver them. So notice that my praise life is connected to ministering angels in my life. Think about that one. We'll, we'll look at that in the future. It changes my circumstances. Pastor, I need something to change. Then just start praising him. What do I praise him for? His goodness, his greatness, his attributes, who he is, how he's awesome, how he's a great God, and there's no God like him. Okay? Number four, it changes how I see God. It changes how I see God. When I praise him, it changes me, it changes my circumstances, and it changes how I see God. Oh, magnify the Lord, right? What's a mag? What's a What's that do? Makes it bigger, right? When you magnify something. Oh, magnify the Lord. Let us exalt and praise his name together. 
oh, every time we leave church, God should be bigger. Every time we leave our prayer closet, leave our place, God should be bigger. If I start my day with praise before coffee, then guess what? God's going to be bigger than my day, bigger than what I'm facing that day. So it changes how I see God. Number five, it helps me focus correctly. I can't panic and praise him at the same time. You know, you've heard the story of me years ago, years ago in this building. I was invited to the Dream Center. This is over 20 years ago in California to speak for the Barnetts. Daniel and I are in an airplane. It was wintertime. We were sitting in a plane on the tarmac here at Lambert. Iced over. We had to sit in that plane for a long time. I had a panic attack. I wanted out of there. I tried to get out of the seat. The stewardess that came in had to hold me down. I was going crazy with that panic attack, all right? But what did I begin to do? Once they held me down, what did I begin to do under my breath? I just began to meditate and focus on God. God, you're omnipresent. You're right here. I praise you. I worship you. And guess what? The panic left, and power came. Amen. And I went to the Dream Center, and I spoke, preached, did what I was supposed to do out there. So praise helps me focus correctly. It gives me the right perspective, gets my eyes off my problems. Praise gets my eyes off my problems. Praising God. That's why these guys have all this practice. They do all this rehearsal for 20 minutes of praise and worship. It's for you and I then to get our eyes off our problem at the beginning of the service so you can hear the word when I teach it, apply it, and get revelation. So praise helps me focus correctly get my eyes off my problems. Praise, a benefit, changes my attitude. Praise changes my attitude. Oh, that is so powerful. I wish we had time to elaborate each one of these. Number seven, praise is the correct response in a battle. Praise is the correct response in a battle. He inhabits praises of his people. His power is released. His presence is released. You can run through a troop and leap over a wall. The correct response is not a breakdown in the battle, but to praise him and begin to worship and praise him. And that's the correct response. Number eight, I said we had seven. I lied. Would you forgive me? Okay. Is it manifest his presence? I just want you to, I just want you to, you know, be like the Dear that panteth after the water. I just want you to want to be in his presence. And I know you do. And be closer to him and have a move of God and get your breakthrough and get your wisdom and get direction. And, and all that will happen and engage and get something out of church every time you come. But if I don't engage, I will get anything out of it. Okay. And I engage at the beginning through praise, praising him and giving him glory. It manifests his presence. And in his presence, all of my enemies melt like wax. Isn't that a scripture? So whatever you've been facing today or all week or whatever you're facing tomorrow, whatever's troubling you won't trouble you anymore. You'll trouble it, right? Because the Bible says in his presence, all of your enemies melt like wax. Enemy of lack, depression, fear, worry, panic, you know, all all the above. All those enemies melt in his presence. And number nine, it's an act of faith. Praise is the voice of faith. Praise is the voice of faith. Praise 
Well, the Bible talks about a sacrifice of praise. You know, praise will cost you something. You got to praise him when you don't feel like it. You got to praise him when it doesn't look like it's going to change. You got to praise him when your circumstances are contradicting the word of God. You got to praise him when there's people around you that you wish weren't around you. It's an act of faith. Number 10, it's an acknowledgement of a relationship with God. I love this. It's an acknowledgement of a relationship with God. When we're lifting up holy hands and praising him and we're worshiping him and our hands are outstretched to him, what does it speak? A relationship. A relationship. Praise is an acknowledgement of a relationship with God. Number 11, praise removes depression. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of Pastor, I deal with manic depression. Here's the answer. Here's the answer. Here's the prescription. Put on the garment of praise, and depression will go. Amen. It removes depression. And number 12, it brings supernatural divine intervention. Praise brings supernatural divine intervention. That's what I meant when I began at the very beginning tonight of the teaching. Some of us are desperate. Some of us need something to happen in a relationship where we work, where we go to school, in our body, in our finances. In our, we, need, we need it yesterday. This is how you're going to get it, through the praise and through worship. All right? So Psalm 50, verse 23. I love this one. This is a good one to memorize. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. And to the one who praises me, who orders their conduct aright, now watch this, I will show the salvation of God. Now, that's the New King James Version, but another version for show says, I'll prepare a way. I'll prepare a way. What is that? I'll prepare a way. So when you and I praise him, and we're giving glory to God, then God begins to have a supernatural divine intervention in your daily affairs and prepares a way through, prepares a way out, prepares a way over. But he will prepare a way where there seems to be no way, and you see no way out of that situation. Praise will bring and prepare a way for your marriage to be restored, for your finances to increase, for your health to come back, for your energy to come back, for the clarity. I'm talking to somebody right now. Clarity right now in the name of Jesus. I command that confusion to leave you, and I release clarity right now. Confusion is not of God. God is not the author of confusion. Satan, we bind you. We plead the blood of Jesus, and we speak clarity in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you thank the Lord for that? Glory to God. So my takeaways, here's what we do. We just start. Don't got to be super spiritual. Don't got to be perfect. Don't have to have a theological degree. Don't have to go to seminary. If you're born again, you have something to be thankful for, right? So you just start right where you're at. Look at Psalm 55. I love this. Psalm 55, verses 16, 17, 18. Watch this. 
As for me, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to call upon God, and God will save and deliver me. That's prayer. Evening and morning and noon. That's a habit. Evening, morning, at noon, I will pray. Talk about the habit of prayer. Here it is. In the morning, at noon, at evening, I will pray, cry aloud, and he will hear your prayer. He has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that I was in. There were too many against me. I was outnumbered, overwhelmed, didn't know how I was going to get through it, didn't know how I was going to overcome it. But what did he do? He called upon the Lord morning, noon, and evening and declared God heard him and God answered his prayer. God redeemed him from the battle he was in and the people that were against him. Verse 19, God will hear and afflict them. Vengeance is the Lord's, right? Even he who abides from old, Selah, because they do not change. Now look at this. Because they will not change, they do not fear God. Whoa. Because they will not change, it's because they do not fear God. But what I wanted to bring out there is that you and I, if we're going to win battles, we have to develop a habit of prayer and praise. Develop a habit of prayer and praise to win battles. Number two, be intentional in the morning and in the evening with our praise life. Am I helping anybody tonight? I hope I'm helping you. So look at Psalm 92. I love this. It is good to give praise or thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, your attribute, You are the most high God to declare your loving kindness in the morning. This is our praise life. You declare, you talk and praise and magnify his love for you in the morning. And then you praise and thankful and grateful for his faithfulness in the evening. So you're intentional. I'm intentional about in the morning what I praise him for and in the evening before I go to sleep what I'm praising him for. Praise should be a habit. We, were, we found out earlier, morning, noon, and evening, and now we hear in the morning, in the evening, and we read earlier throughout the day from the rising of the sun to the going. So that's more than Sunday church, Wednesday church. So can I just give you a little hint? Can I give you a little hint? Now, nobody on Wednesday night. But if I'm coming to church and I'm not entering into worship, I know they ain't doing it morning, noon, and night. I know they're not doing it from the rising of the sun to the going down the same. Church for me is only an overflow of my relationship with God. Church for me is just a little bit of a scenery of my life with him throughout the week. Come on, somebody. Amen. So you declare in the morning about his love for you, in the evening about his faithfulness to you. Number three, stop throughout the day and have a praise break. Whoa, stop throughout the day, and not a breakdown, but a breakthrough by taking a praise break. We take coffee breaks, right? 
<laughs> okay, all right? So look what David said, Psalm 119, 164. So see, it's not just the worship team. We don't pay them just to do it, right? And you know, and not our worship team, but I've been around for a long time, and I've seen a lot of worship leaders. That's the only time they worship is on Sunday. Can I just give you from the inside out, okay? They're just rock stars. They just, they don't even do it themselves, but they wait until you see them on Sunday, and that's the only, they don't have a lifestyle of it. Now, not our group we have now, because they got a lifestyle of it, amen? Seven times a day. I'm going to stop and praise you because of your righteous judgments. Seven, how often? Take a praise break. When you're about to give up, stop and praise him. When you're about to give in, stop and praise him. When you feel overwhelmed, stop and praise him. When you feel defeated and like there's no way out and you've lost all hope, stop and praise him because it'll change you. It'll change your circumstances. Come on, somebody. It'll change how you see God. It'll change, it'll change your focus off your problem onto the promises of God. Okay? So, number four, focus. These are takeaways as the team comes. Focus on his goodness and focus on his greatness. Whatever you're facing tomorrow, God's bigger. Whatever you're going through, God's greater. Whatever has been taken from you, God's good. He's going to turn it around for your good. I will, Psalm 34.1, I will bless the Lord sometimes. Oh, my goodness, his praise. Well, Pastor, I praise him from my heart. It's not good enough. You've got to praise him with your mouth. His praise shall be continually. Because, see, if he's in my heart, the abundance of your heart, so if I'm full of God, it's going to come out. Okay? I'll bless the Lord at all times. All times. Sacrifice of praise will be some of those times. Some of those times I'll be tired, worn out, overwhelmed, burnt out. But what do we do? We praise him anyhow. Praise him anyway. We praise him anytime. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise will be continually in my mouth. Oh, magnify. Changes my picture of God. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name or attributes together. I love that. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man or the woman who puts their trust in God. Number five, apply and be a doer of the ways to praise God on our God sheet. And I want you to pull that out, would you, with me? Because you might be new to our church, and you say, and you guys do some crazy things around here. You guys are not normal. Amen. I'm not a normal pastor. Don't want to be a normal pastor. We don't have a normal church. I don't want to be a normal church. I don't want to be a normal Christian. I don't want to be an average Christian. Amen, somebody? Okay? So here's why we do what we do. Okay, look at the very top. When you clap your hands and stomp your feet, you're portraying your excitement before the Lord. And there's scriptures for that right below that. When you stand up, Jericho march, there it is, or walk, you portray readiness to serve or to go and do what God wants you to do. Scriptures for that. When you lift up your hands, you're worshiping and you're surrendering to God, showing dependence upon God. 
When you dance, you express great joy. Did you notice the scriptures for each one of these? When you sing, you're expressing gladness of heart. When you're playing an instrument, you're showing forth adoration. When you fall prostrate and you fall flat before the Lord on the floor, it shows surrender to God. When you kneel, you're portraying humility and dependence upon God. Also, kneeling is a sign of asking God for mercy. All these have these wonderful scriptures, and there's many more. When you sit down or you keep silent, you show forth rest. You're trusting God, and you're about to hear what you want to hear from him. Remember, praise, worship, and then you get silent before him. Amen. Now, church, let's all pray this prayer with our heads bowed and our eyes closed because we don't know who's going to hear this. But we're going to pray this prayer. And maybe you're here tonight and you say, wow, what did I step into? The supernatural, the church of the living God, God Almighty, his son, his spirit, his people. But if you're here tonight, or you're listening to this and you say, Pastor, I don't have a relationship with God. I, I don't know him, know about him, but don't know him. I've never surrendered my life to Jesus. I've never given my life to him. I want to do it tonight. I want to do it right now. I want to give my life to him. I want to serve him for the rest of my life. Pray for me. Or, Pastor, I need to reset my life. There are some issues. I love God. I'm born again. But I can tell God's calling me to a greater level of dedication and commitment. Let's all pray this together, helping anyone here tonight or anyone in the future that will hear this. Let's all say it, church. Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. I repent of my sin. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for me, and he rose again. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and take my life and make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you like to keep growing in your faith? At Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's learning more about discovering what it means to join a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org connect, where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you are part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org online. Have a great week, and don't forget that God is for you.